everyone and welcome to another episode of the Duke Pod. And I think I'm going to make this a special episode as I am quietly yet secretly uh, ultimately telling all my friends and family they're like please stop telling us <laughs> that we've had our first 100 listens. Whoop, 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 whoop. <laughs> I hope everyone is celebrating as much as I am cuz that's pretty exciting, you know, when you when you look back at some of the things you've done over the years or over the months, um, making this podcast is really just extra work, although I consider it to be a lot of fun. I really enjoy telling these stories, uh, sharing with you guys some of the cool things that happen in my life, uh, whether they're good or bad, and really reflecting on them. <laughs> and that's what we're doing here on this uh, episode where we're celebrating 100 listens and you know what, guys, you know, it's been three months I've been doing this podcast. I think I'm at episode 14 now. And 100 listens is a big deal. I mean, based on the math, we're averaging more than five listens an episode, you know, getting there. Joe Rogan, watch out. <laughs> now, I understand this is a niche um, podcast and, you know, you're going to have a certain amount of people listening to it that really uh, enjoy it. Uh, maybe the story components. Which make it, I think, very interesting because people do talk about uh, business and various topics. Sometimes they just get down to the numbers. And uh, we haven't done that in an episode yet. I don't, I'm not really planning on it, depending on how things go, whether I run out of ideas. But uh, <laughs> uh, I have enjoyed uh, my time doing this podcast. And thanks to you guys. And I can tell you for sure that most of my family is not chipping in uh, enough. Uh, it's okay, I love them very much, but uh, when I look at the statistics and I see that there's only two listens from the UK, aka my sister, that means she's only chipped into two listens. <laughs> you would imagine she'd chip into at least as many as there are episodes, but that's okay. Uh, so that means there is some small audience and we really appreciate you guys. And one of the things I thought I'd talk about today is kind of go full circle about, yes, this is where we're at as a business, and where are we going? This is a bit of a reflection um, podcast that you have to kind of sit down and think, okay, we're a business, we're a real estate company, we have a brand, and what have we been doing to take us to the next level? Because every year we get re accomplish a certain amount of sales. The sales is good, uh, but things could always be better. Um, and things could always be more polished and people could mo know more about your brand and more about you. And that's kind of like what we're doing here with this podcast. And a lot of the things that we're doing is we're expanding our brand. We're having fun doing it. We're letting people enjoy uh, our tips and our stories. But at the same time, maybe we become a little bit more well-known as people that are major players in the game. Um, so let's go look. Let's go all the way back to a little bit of history. And I will tell you guys how we got to this moment, and not in terms of what our business is, but what we've done. Because this is kind of in a way um, like a documentary uh, of, of somebody that's altering the way he does business. So the way I buy and sell homes for people is the same. But the way I advertise my brand and talk to people uh, and do social media has now changed. Uh, and I'm trying to become more of a modern uh, adaptable person when that comes to that and I think a lot of you guys if you're in real estate and uh, various businesses you should do the same thing right so I saw a study yesterday that for example Instagram 
only 13% of real estate agents are on Instagram. Uh, now I understand there's a lot of senior agents that, um, you know, I'm sure they do exceptionally well, uh, but there are only so many people that do exceptionally well or well enough. So let's go all the way back. First, um, it was about five, six years ago that I left my old team and, uh, you know, I went on my own and I started this brand, Duke Realty Homes, courtesy of my wife. I had a few ideas. I had a guy helping me out. Uh, come up with some ideas and a uh, business card and uh, a logo and uh, my wife says why don't you go with duke realty and after a few rounds of various ideas for example there was tigris which is uh polish for tiger so i could have been the tigris <laughs> i think i had orange real estate but apparently there is an orange real estate in tobacco so um but ultimately we went to duke realty homes uh surely you know i had these uh cards already made i had the brand I had um, a website, but that's all I had. And uh, I decided to uh, later on to change that brand uh, foolishly, in my opinion, uh, because one, one of my partners or two of the guys that used to work for my old team, they left and they're like, let's start a team together. So we did that. We decided to have a brand that's like unique for all of us. It was called Team Indigo. But the point is, is that we never did anything. Uh, sometimes we'd go to listing appointments together, but everyone kind of did their own thing. And, you know, we did some mailing stuff, but it really was not what you would consider to be a real legit team where you guys are like constantly doing social media, advertising, this and that. We did a little bit of that. Ultimately, uh, one guy ended up uh, leaving for some various reasons. And then the other guy... He just couldn't get enough business on his own, so he joined a busy team. So here I was left again two years ago on my own, um, maybe even a year and a half ago. And I'm like, you know what? Why am I Team Indigo? That's not me. I'm going back to my Duke Realty Homes um, brand. And this time, things are going to be different. Now, in that time, I learned how to use WordPress. So I learned how to use how to make basic blogs. You know, I was typing a story up. Here's a house. Here's what we did. You know, people like stories. <laughs> That's what this is all about, uh, this podcast. And I started doing blogs. So a lot of credit goes to a good friend of mine, which I call TP. Uh, he is Tall Peter is pretty much his nickname, but it could be many things like uh, toilet paper or tiny person. Uh, I'm sure that's what you were thinking. <laughs> but he is actually a little giant as he's six foot three. And he's a good friend of mine, and he's also an entrepreneur. He uh, does uh, windshield repair, if you want to check him out, on Top Auto Glass. And him and I bounce a lot of ideas together. So we kind of looked at a lot of successful realtors and what they've been doing in terms of an online presence. So when we created Duke Realty Homes, uh, we wanted to have testimonials there. So about two years ago, I started collecting testimonials from clients um, in email form. Um, and, um, it, you know, you, we can write that on the website. Uh, we have various videos from houses we've sold and we started a blog and so forth. Now, one of the things I do absolutely regret, and I absolutely encourage everyone to do that is that if you own a business, make sure every client you're asking for a review on Google, if possible. I only started doing Google reviews in November of 2019. That's almost exactly one year ago. 
Currently, I have 18 five-star reviews in one year, so I feel pretty good about myself. Virtual pat on the back. Um, but had I been doing this like six years ago when I officially started on my own, I probably would have had like 100 five-star reviews. I mean, hopefully. <laughs> hopefully it wouldn't be one of those 4.9 situations. You know, if it wasn't like a five-star service, I just wouldn't ask you for a review, right? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, when you are someone that has to, at least for a while, has to grind it out, continue to make sales, continue to follow up with leads, continue to work, 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 uh, calling clients, emailing them, uh, following up with past clients, you have a grinder mentality. So you can't let a single client slip out of the way because that's a big deal. So I was really working hard to get those clients. Now, if you look at my competition in Milton, I think there's two companies that uh, do a great job. Um, obviously, don't use them if you're listening to this. Make sure you call me if you need something. But I do an equally awesome job as them, in my opinion. However, they've been doing the Google reviews for longer. Um, so, for example, the Amy Flowers team, I think they got like almost 150, 150 reviews. And I think it's the Cormody Trots team, which, uh, you know, I've done transactions with both teams many times. Uh, they're very professional, good people. Um, and uh, I think they got over 100 reviews. So honestly, if I had been doing Google reviews for the last six years, I probably would have had the number, let's say, three highest ranked, uh, most positive reviews on Google. Now, hindsight is 2020. And uh, even some of those email reviews could have been Google reviews. So I could have been easily at like uh, maybe like 35 or something by now, which sounds pretty good. But I think there's a, I read somewhere that a magic threshold is 25 star reviews. People start, or 20 good reviews um, that people start really um, appreciating your business, taking it seriously. Uh, I want to tell you guys two things about this. Um, first, <laughs> I actually have 19 five-star reviews and one of my clients just closed their house. It was a great story. We submitted a picture uh, of their family during the offer presentation, which was tons of offers. And ultimately they gave us a little nudge, nudge, wink, wink, what price we needed to be. We were very close to begin with, but uh, we got the house because they love the picture. They love the sincerity of uh, telling uh, the client um, clients about the buyers you know, so whenever you have an offer presentation, please make sure you comment about your buyers. Say why you think they should, they're great people for this house. And when they moved in, the same photograph that they used for the offer was framed over the fireplace by the sellers and a little note for them. I'm sure the note was some congratulations. And it was actually a really sincere moment. Now, these clients wrote me a five-star review. They even sent me a picture of the five-star review. But Google does not have the five-star review. Where is this lovely, amazing five-star review, Google? Because <laughs> I would love it. And I read it in their text. And uh, they have a picture of the five-star that says Duke Cruelty Homes, but it still hasn't come through. So that's really annoying. I hope that comes through. And, uh, you know, at the end of the day, there's not much you can do if clients... Uh, fumble it like you can ask him twice but I can't ask him a hundred times another thing to consider is that some clients just will not give you that review uh, for example I had a client that I sold their house in Mississauga and I bought him a new house and it took like two months I had to call him every day because they want a white service white glove service 
Um, they were really demanding people. Uh, they ended up wanting to negotiate my commission after all said and done. Like there was just a ridiculous amount of demands they wanted. And I asked them for a review a couple of times and nada. They said, yep. And I just, I just won't get one. So there's nothing you can do about that guys. Like not everyone's going to give you a review. Um, maybe, you know, if you listen to some people talk about that, they say maybe it's not even worth asking that person for a review. What kind of review are they going to give you? Um, but still it is what it is, right? Second thing I want to talk about uh, about my business on Google and having these reviews is that I'm starting to get calls from local people being like, oh, I Googled Realtor and I saw your name. Now, to be honest, this happened. Uh, the best example was like two months ago when one of my neighbors, like literally not on my street, but the next street over, he was like 20 houses down. I think I literally see his house like every single day because that's like as soon as I get out of my street, boom, there's his house. He called me and he's like, oh, look, I saw you online. I'm looking to sell my house. The best part was um, obviously because I haven't been using Google for that long, only a year. He actually asked me if I'm new to the business. <laughs> so that's a pretty funny joke because I'm not new to the business. But that's the problem is I should have been on Google for a long, long, long time. And maybe he wouldn't have asked that, but whatever. So I took down his information. Um, I emailed him uh, some samples. Like he didn't want me to come over right away, but I, I said, okay, let me email you some information about how much your house would be worth and maybe we can set up a meeting. Uh, he emailed me back replying, thank you very much for the information. And then he ghosted. So unfortunately it did not turn into business. And then I, of course, his house is already sold. Uh, <laughs> He hired one of, I think, uh, one of the top five, six agents in the GTA to sell his house. So uh, nothing wrong with that. Uh, he should have hired a local person who knows his neighborhood very well, but that's okay. The point is that the price I recommended to him is actually exactly the price he listed his house. So, you know, it's not like we don't know what we're doing. Uh, it's just that people need to get used to our brand. All things considered, at least that person called and that's not something that happened last year. And we're trending in the right direction. Yeah. 2021 by the end of the year, my goal is gonna want is going to be um, maybe 35 to 40 uh, reviews. Hopefully, they continue to be five star with some excellent service. Um, and the other thing is that uh, we are now blogging on a almost weekly basis. So uh, I started blogging and doing work during the quarantine. Um, really trying to post some articles, make some videos, make some content. And I totally understand that making content is going to take like a year uh, to get some kind of like real traction, get some feedback, get some engagement from people. Um, and that is fine. Like you just have to put in your hours, put in your time. Um, we are now active on all social media accounts. Now, one of the things I did realize is that once the quarantine kind of settled down back in, um, let's say, um, May, I started getting really, really busy. And uh, with a second kid on the way, now officially two months old, um, it's very difficult for me to be blogging and writing articles every day if I have appointments as well. If I'm having appointments and I'm like eight, ten hours on the road with appointments, then come home, help my wife with the kids or just, you know, a.k.a. take care of the kids. Uh, and then find time to sleep, it's very difficult. So one of the things that I did about two months ago is TP and I discussed doing virtual, having a virtual assistant 
And I ended up uh, reading the book about uh, virtual assistants. I think the author's name is Looper, Nick Looper. He wrote a book about it. He's done, uh, he's hired many virtual assistants for like 15 years. And we went on the site onlinejobs.ph because the virtual assistants from the Philippines have the best match in terms of their work ethic and uh, their uh, excellent uh, English, basically. Um, and we found one. So May has joined my team. She's been blogging for me. She's been writing uh, articles on the various neighborhoods in like Milton, uh, Oakville. We collaborate together to do a lot of this work, which would take me hours and hours of work to do. You guys have to imagine that when you're working this business, once you get to a certain level, you should find an assistant. Now, this assistant is not someone I've ever met in person. We do Zoom uh, meetings. We talk every day about things we need to do. It takes some time to get used to, but she's my back-end assistant. You know, if I need something, if I need reminders, I need her to email clients. Uh, but, you know, she's also doing blogging, social media stuff. And I'm doing social media stuff as well, but she's making sure that even if I'm full with appointments, that it's being taken care of. Now, the other thing I added to my team is after I had that experience, I decided I want to expand um, my pre-construction site which is something that I've worked on. But again, I have to create all the content myself. Now, after going through uh, a few months of excellent sales, uh, there were uh, one month, there was one month in July, which we were the number two agent in the whole brokerage. Uh, I had to have seven transactions that month. So that was a pretty intense month. And it was a lot of fun. Uh, obviously, uh, getting all those deals done and seeing all those clients happy was excellent. But after seeing, uh, after having such a busy month and busy summer, we've uh, made enough sales that we can spend a little bit of money. Now, of course, I have to convince my wife, but uh, she's cool. Uh, she is fine. She says, yeah, you made some money. Let's put aside some and reinvest it because that's what you got to do in the business. And I actually hired a second virtual assistant. Uh, his name is Rimuel. Goes by Rims. Vroom, vroom. Um, <laughs> we never make that joke, but I just decided to do that. And he is working on my uh, other website. So I give him all the content and he plugs them all the way. That's all he does, right? Now we're going to see how that works. And uh, I have a certain budget. If that money runs out, we don't make deals. Uh, you know, we can't have these assistants. But we're increasing uh, the amount of work we get done behind the scenes. And we're setting up for something in the future where maybe we have an operational pre-construction website where people can log on and look at all the different projects in, let's say, Toronto or Mississauga or Oakville, it's called seventhfloor.ca, and they can go and see whatever they want, whatever they need, and they can say, yes, send me information on this project. I want to buy this project. And you know what? If we can make our lives easier and other people's lives easier and increase a couple sales here or there, that's going to be huge in getting our brand a little bit more consistent. Okay, other things we want to talk about Duke Realty Homes. Now we have an active blog every day uh, and we have this podcast. Uh, we finally got to 100 episodes and 100 listens. I guess when I say 100 episodes, that's kind of foreshadowing of things to come, right? Because we really enjoy doing this podcast uh, and we're telling people about incredible things that I think go on in our lives and that we're trying to achieve. But if you listen to like top... Uh, social media uh, analysts and trendsetters, influencers, 
So one of the ones I listen to is Gary Vanderchuk of uh, Vander Media. He does a million podcast episodes because he does all these interviews, just clips the interviews and puts them on audio and you can listen. And they're all really great. They are somewhat repetitive. If you're going to do social media, if you're going to uh, do some kind of videos, whatever kind of social media you're going to do, you better start right away and you do it all the time. You're going to make improvements on the way. And that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to make this podcast enjoyable for everyone. But we're also trying to get to 100 episodes. And maybe by then we have 2,000 listens or something like that. You know, um, I mean, the more the merrier. It is fun to see uh, reach like a milestone and to see, oh, like this week we had 10 listens or something, right? Or 20 listens or whatever it is. Uh, that's great. We're really excited. So keep this episode as kind of a little bit of a checklist for you guys if you're starting your own business make sure you get those google reviews uh spend extra hours of your day blogging podcasting um making videos making tiktok videos which is something i'm actually pretty excited to do and i haven't really done yet uh, next step and engage with your audience make sure people know where you live uh, this uh winter is going to be the first uh, winter that I'm actually going to send all my past clients and some current clients that you know probably won't be buying this year but maybe next summer uh, sorry next uh, year I'm going to send them all Christmas cards that RIMS uh, designed for me thank you for so much RIMS and we're going to keep things consistent we're going to try to uh, send people cards uh, for example on their one year anniversary five year anniversary that they purchased their home why not we're going to do new things with all all the new adaptive uh, things we've been doing in the last year, we want to keep going. So we're going to continue to offer the same incredible services, but we're also going to try to guarantee us uh, a better chance at more consistent business over the years because we're trying. We're trying to reach those clients. We're trying to tell people that we can do this work, and we're trying to remind clients that we think they're special and that we're willing to spend some money on them, even if they don't even have anything to do with our services this year. Um, and that's the most important. We are a family. We're a team. And uh, I hope uh, that everyone that's enjoying something related to Duke Cruelty Homes has something positive to take away from this. And we also are consistently innovative. So even I'm working on my new idea uh, that may be something we work on over the winter when we're all cooped up and it's like two feet of snow. And I will leave you guys in the dark, but the name is Homies. See ya.